Hey everyone, welcome to Um, Mess Nonetheless. I am Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. Hi everyone. Welcome, welcome. We are almost done with the season, which is kind of sad, but it'll be good. Kind of crazy. Really good. We've already had, I think, a whole season happen. I know. One more episode after this one. Um, So I was just telling Melissa that instead of going to my garage and getting like a folding table, you know, like a grown up, because that's what I need to podcast in my room because I have family members out in the rest of my house. Um, I did not. And I took my hamper. She built the tower. I took my hamper and stacked a little lap bench on it. And and it's a little wobbly. So I have to hold on to it so as not to knock it over. Mm -hmm. And I'm, we're going to podcast two episodes today. And Mm -hmm. that, this was a mistake, you guys. This Mm -hmm. was a mistake. And it was, and and I regret Can we just talk about the fact that her garage is like, you know, not that far away from where she is. My house is not very big. So she doesn't have to go up into an attic. She doesn't have to go into a basement. It's on the same level. Literally, it's so wobbly. Wobbly. Wobbly, you guys. Wobbly. I think that that is the definition of lazy. It is. It it really is. It's me. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. I'm lazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny because I literally worked out for an hour this morning. Like, yeah, you're really not lazy at all, except for when it comes to things like this. <laughs> I wish without, like, I should just take a picture and post it on social media. Because you should. And I you don't like, have any I... leg, a place for your legs, I'm assuming, because it's Correct. not a table. <laughs> it's even taller <laughs> than I thought it was. <laughs> okay. Here I am. I'm smiling like I'm in the picture. <laughs> not in the picture. I almost put my coffee on a suitcase that's next to me that needs to go out to our shed. And I was like, I feel like that's going to dip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's a suitcase. <laughs> okay. We should move on because people are going to be like, I hate you. Stop. Yes. We're so glad you're almost done with this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, surprise, surprise to us, our parenting podcast, we literally did on a whim. Mm-hmm. That day when we talked about when our kids are jerks, which we also <laughs> said can apply to other relationships, mm-hmm. uh, did phenomenal. It was like one of our best listens um, out of the last like 10, I think. It was the best, mm-hmm. most listened. Best is dumb. That's not the right word. It was the most. She's the like, best listened to. <laughs> best listened to. <laughs> Guys, I'm really not together today. Also, it wasn't yesterday either because all day long we had miscommunications through texts that were all on her. They were. <laughs> She, well, you gotta, you gotta understand we're on different time zones, but mm-hmm. different time zones throughout the year when you guys mm-hmm. are, and when people in Minnesota are doing daylight savings, which I can't remember mm-hmm. on it or off of it. All I know is it changes. So sometimes right. we're an hour apart, sometimes we're two. So when she, we always do things in central standard time, I never yeah. say my time. We always do things in Melissa's time. And that's just, then we know we're always talking about central standard time. Unfortunately, I'm still an idiot. So I still, <laughs> she's like, oh, let's do 1030. I was like, great. We'll do one your time. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing one. <laughs> you have no idea. I didn't even want to do one your time. 1030, your time is better for me. I don't know what I, I was thinking. thought it was weird. Yeah. Okay. So back to parenting. So we <laughs> were like, okay, we're not a parenting podcast. We don't want to like alienate our listeners who don't have parents or don't have parents. Sorry, if you don't have parents who don't have kids mm-hmm. um, or are like well into, you know, adult Outside children. of actual parenting. Yeah. Outside of actual parenting. And so I was like, okay, how do we do this where what we talk about could literally apply to every person in the world? Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because my son, Randy, who's living with us right now, um, just till June and then he's got a place to go. Um, but it's been fun having him live with us. And, you know, he's in the mix of watching us parent and, you know, and he's really helpful, especially with mm-hmm. right dinner, 14 year old, just like, but mom and dad actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, you should space your kids out so you always have one who will mm-hmm. advocate for you. It's true. <laughs> Who's learned from their mistakes. Instead, um, I have all mine smushed together and they gang up on me. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, because mine did that. David, uh, well, no, Michael and Randy ganged up on me. And then five years later, David was a teenager and then they actually started advocating yeah. for us. But mm-hmm. I asked him, like, what as a person who has been, a, um, had had parents, like you have parents, but you've had parenting and then now you're an adult, so you have parents, but we're not parenting, but we are still very much your parents. What would you want Missy and I to say to every single parent out there, right? Like that could apply to toddlers up. And he goes, my nieces and nephews call me Missy, FYI. I'm sorry. I should not have called you Missy. No one else in the world does or is allowed to call her Missy. Um, if you find yourself calling her Missy, you are wrong. Do not call her Missy. It's you not call me out. Miss. Or no, you can call her Miss, um, but not Missy. And um, but my uh, yeah, my kids call her Missy. So yes. just clarifying who she was talking about. I know and that's it's you. They're yeah. talking about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said grace, grace for everything, grace mm-hmm. in every situation. And I was like, okay. So we talked about that. And um, one thing he said is, as a kid who's been a you know kid to us, and now is an adult kid to us, mm-hmm. he said. Every time I can reason, okay, there is a reason for everything mom and dad do. Then grace comes in on his side. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I understand why you did that because you have a good reason. Mm-hmm. And he said for us, like watching us parent these younger kids and remembering what it was like to be parented by us. He's like, when you look at the kids and you're like, okay, there is a reason for what mm-hmm. you're doing. It might not make sense to the majority of the world, but mm-hmm. your brain in your brain, it makes sense. Or like you are responding out of trauma or you are responding out of exhaustion or you are responding mm-hmm. overstimulation, right? Like recognizing there is a reason for everything our kids are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even sometimes when they're like, I have no idea why I did that. It's like, well, that means your brain is underdeveloped, right? Like it's, yeah. there's a legit science to that. And, um, and he just said that grace, when that grace comes in, he's like, it makes every situation easier. And so if we model this grace to our kids. Like he's like, I know. Randy know how to have grace for people and like right through what are they thinking because he's like I've watched you and dad model it and he's like it makes all of my relationships better yeah if you're wondering what grace means like if you're like okay what does that look like in a relationship one of the words that one of the phrases that I feel like identifies grace really well is giving someone the benefit of the doubt yeah assuming the the best in them assuming that even if what's coming at you is hurt hurting you that that is most likely not their intention because most people, their intention isn't to be crappy and it's not to right. hurt people. It's not to ruin relationships. And, and even when our like, so with our kids, like even when our kids are acting out their their intention usually isn't, mm-hmm. I want to have a big tantrum here. I want right. to have a big fit. I want to be prideful and rude and hurtful and all these things. It's coming from something. And I'm not saying those things don't need to be addressed and dealt with, right? but giving them the benefit of the doubt that there's often something else going on or- right there's a reason behind. And so, yeah, well, he was talking about his son when he was a baby and he was like, Oh, I'm just be like, come on, you have everything you want. Like, why are you still crying? And he said it helped him to be like, okay, think of things through his eyes. Mm -hmm. Like he's up in the middle of the night. Our room is a little bit colder than he wants it. You know, he Mm -hmm. misses the womb. Like here we pulled (laughs) him out into this world. Like, you know, he's, he's a baby. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. know how to regulate his feelings and emotions. And so, Mm -hmm. and I was, I love that. I love that. You know, when you're toddlers, it's like when they're throwing a fit in the store, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, did you pack a snack? Like, are they right. oh, are they getting too close to lunchtime? Like, the mm-hmm. best thing you can do for your kids, especially if you're a mom to littles, is not let them get hungry. One hundred percent. Don't let them get tired. Don't let them get hungry. <laughs> exactly. Be prepared for everything, right? And so, mm-hmm. literally, this advice goes all the way up the line, you know, and it it, it applies to other relationships too. Um, having grace for your spouse, having grace for your friends, not mm-hmm. assuming the worst in your neighbor, that neighbor mm-hmm. who's kind of annoying, like mm-hmm. going, okay, well, I see him leave mm-hmm. at five o'clock in the morning and I see him get home at 7 p.m. every night. Like, right. Maybe he's he might freaking, be a little tired. <laughs> exactly. Exhausted. Maybe he misses mm-hmm. his family. Maybe he's working hard and still not making ends meet. And he doesn't know mm-hmm. how he could possibly work anymore because he's so tired. Mm-hmm. And just, you we don't necessarily have to know the situation, but to kind of paint a picture of grace yeah, changes everything. Yep. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. It wasn't quite an intro. It was a whole big point, but so a couple other things in parenting and in all relationships is being able to be wrong and -hmm. apologizing. And we're always talking about humility here, but this changes everything. A hundred percent. It softens every situation Mm -hmm. immediately. When we've talked about our relationship and when I just couldn't be wrong, which of course I was, but like, I Mm -hmm. just couldn't be wrong. It, it made it difficult to be in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. I built a big it, wall. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. It builds a wall. And so like, especially for our kids, young yeah. and old, they need to see, Hey, mom and dad aren't perfect. And they know they're not perfect. Yeah. Like, well, I think most of us as parents, I, and I probably most of us as spouses and as friends, I mean, I think we want to be someone that people can come to and talk to and tell right. us what's going on. Tell us the thing they did wrong or the thing that they're embarrassed about or the thing they're sad about or they want to change or whatever issues. Yep, exactly. But if we, even though these things are are not um, the same thing, if you're never able to say you're wrong and you're sorry, Mm -hmm. they're not going to come to you Mm -hmm. with their issues because you're not not approachable. Yeah. Approachable and Mm -hmm. safe and, and all, and trustworthy really. Right. Because if someone really is wrong and we know they're wrong and they literally can't say sorry ever, they are not trustworthy. That's what it really kind of comes down to. Right. Well, and being vulnerable, this, I mean, it goes in line with this, but there's so much more to just being vulnerable than being wrong and apologizing. Like Mm -hmm. I had a woman who asked me like, how do I help my 17 year old son with his anxiety? And she's like, I know what it is. I have crippling anxiety. And I'm like, okay, do you talk to your son Mm -hmm. about crippling anxiety? And she's like, no. Yeah. He needs to know. He needed to know five years ago. Yeah. This is something you deal with. And so he can see you through a lens of, okay, mom understands. I can share because she's like, he doesn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, well, he needs to know that. like you don't either. (laughs) Right. And I mean, she was like in the best of way, like Mm -hmm. truly, like, what can I do? But I was like, it it does like our Mm -hmm. vulnerability goes a long way with our kids. It's true. When I, when our kids are dealing with anything that's kind of ongoing, like, you know, one of our kids really struggles with pride. One of our kids struggles with, um, anger to a, to an extent, anger is probably too strong of a word, but just kind of a little hot tempered. And mm-hmm. one of our kids really struggles with feeling sorry for themselves. And, and anytime that Bill and I can talk to so them, fun. And be I like, want to name them all as you're saying, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but that's rude. So I won't. It is. <laughs> and, but anytime we say you, we understand, like yeah, I uh-huh. can understand the feeling uh-huh. sorry for yourself. I, and it's a terrible feeling yep. and it feels so gross. And you don't, I know you don't want to be here, but mm-hmm. we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when Bill can talk about being hot tempered, like it, he, I mean, he can give so much insight and he has, we have a different credibility with our kids when we can mm-hmm. say, these are things we've been dealing with. And these are things, these are ways we've dealt with it, or mm-hmm. these are ways that we've overcome, you know, or, and things like that. And mm-hmm. then they, they soften because they don't feel defensive because they realize that, Cause we can say we're on our kid's side all the time, mm-hmm. but if we don't 
literally side up next to them, mm-hmm. they don't believe it all the time. Right. And same with just other relationships like mm-hmm. our spouse. Right. And, uh, you know, employees, if you mm-hmm. work, if you're a boss, it's like people need to know you're in their corner. Yes. So it was a exactly. long way. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing in parenting and in other relationships is allowing people to make their own mistakes. So for instance, you know, when you've got teenagers, like we had this situation happen this week and our 14 year old, like did not want to participate. And it was so dumb. It was something he goes to, but when it suddenly was happening at our house, he didn't want to. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. You're dumb. Like, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, you're dumb. This is dumb. I wanted to force him to go. Like, it was literally in our backyard and he wanted to sit in his room. Mm-hmm. And we we had like a young life at our house. And mm-hmm. and Joey was like, I get it. I would have been embarrassed to have young life at my house in high school too, even though he went all the time. It's like, mm-hmm. what? I was the kid who just wanted young life at, everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. I was. Nothing was embarrassing to me. I invited everyone. He didn't invite a single. There was not a single eighth grader there because we just started this because mm-hmm. he did not invite a single eighth grader. And then all the seventh and eighth, seventh and sixth graders started inviting each mm-hmm. other. He literally was like, well, I don't have any friends here. I'm like, right. Cause you didn't invite anyone. He's like, well, right. I don't want to invite people. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. But I was like, okay, I can force him and cause like this big wall and rift between us. Or I can, mm-hmm. this is not a battle. I'm going to fight. He's going to yeah. young life camp. It was his decision. He wants to go to young life camp. He went yeah. in the fall and now he's going to go in the summer. So like, what does it matter if he doesn't go this one time? If mm-hmm. anything I have shown him, you get to do what you're going to do. Yeah. I secretly hoped that he would regret it and be like, I wish right. that looked like fun. But like, honestly, I don't think he did. And that's okay. He gets to make that decision. And I mm-hmm. didn't want to let him make that decision. Like I wanted to make him make the quote unquote right decision, mm-hmm. but he's 14. He's going into ninth grade. He's mm-hmm. only a couple weeks left of middle school. Like he's becoming an adult. And at the yeah. end of the day, adults get to make their own decision. Mm-hmm. Which is my next point. Well, when we have adult yeah. children. No worries. Eh? Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say going along with just like some simple examples of how to help your kids like learn to be, make their own decisions when they're younger. Cause the thing I is, is that we can't be like, we're going to be a hundred percent their parent and then overnight be like, and now you're free to be on your own. Like there has mm-hmm. to be a transition where it's going to be jarring to everyone involved. You're mm-hmm. not, Rachel's going to talk about being, um, adult, a parent to adult children. That's such a weird word. Cause they're I not know. children to adult, but there kids. are children. So yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but it can't happen. It, ha- it has to, it has to grow into that. And so, mm-hmm. um, like simple things, this is the thing that came to my mind right away is when our kids, um, you know, when they're younger, we monitor everything they watch, everything that, you know, every TV show, every movie, every mm-hmm. video game they play. And as they become closer to high school, we start like letting them make some decisions mm-hmm. and like, okay, how do you feel about this movie? Like they have some conversations and, mm-hmm. and, um, and then they get to a point in high school where we're like, we're going to trust you to watch the movies that you're going to watch because you're about to be on your own. And we're not, I mean, this sounds so simple, but it's, but it's, we can monitor those things all the way through the time they leave our mm-hmm. house if we're not careful and, or we can judge them or, you know, when, once mm-hmm. they are out of the house or whatever. And, and, um, and I'm, and that was a really, for some of my kids, that was like a big deal. Cause it, they took, I mean, they were like, Oh wow. I, it was like, I have a responsibility to decide if this is good mm-hmm. for me or not. And, you know, we're like, if you start watching it and it doesn't feel right, or it feels like there's too much of this or too much of that, whatever makes your, your like spirit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. just shut it off. Like, you right. know, we, we do that all the time. And, right. and, um, and then like when our kids are seniors in high school, we stop having them check in with us all the time. We ha- stop having them have a ask for we, permission. Yep. Like they don't have permission. To, they, they check in, ask- you know where they are, but they don't ask permission. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you didn't say it accurately. <laughs> no, they don't need to get a yes or no, because 
they're if they're gonna if they're gonna move out of the house the next year go off to college mm-hmm. they're gonna be a hundred percent on their own right and we want them to make these just start making decisions on their own under our roof mm-hmm. so that if they really mess up they're right here mm-hmm. we're right here to walk them through it versus being instead like, of letting it happen when they're out of the house yep and having a thumb on them and then they get out of the house and they're like I literally don't know how to make a decision for myself because mm-hmm. I've always been told what I can and can't do right so that's just some little ideas yeah those are huge I have great respect for you for those things. Um, and definitely will and plan to implement some of those too. We're at this place where Brighton's still like, mom, can I watch this movie? And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a good fit. And he's like, okay. Like Mm -hmm. the moment he's like, why can't I choose for myself? Then it'll be like, okay, you know what? That's fair. Let's, you know, but he's, Mm -hmm. and also he's in middle, he's not technically in high school yet. So I feel like everything changes in high school. (laughs) It's true. Um, and then as for like letting them make their own mistakes, when they're adult children, so a lot of you listening already mm-hmm. in the season of adult children, like you're mm-hmm. way past middle school, high school, toddlers, things like that. Um, but like I have seen so many of my older kids, my adult children's friends have parents who are just like, well, that's so stupid. You're going to regret that. I don't know why you would do that. And I don't think mm-hmm. you should do that. Right. And like, that's how they have a relationship with their adult mm-hmm. children. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, all you're going to do is push your kids away. Right. They're now, never going to want to come to you. Exactly. Now, if your kids come to you and ask for your advice, it's like, I don't, honestly, I think you're going to regret it. I think that's, yeah, that's different. It's still your decision to make. Mm-hmm. And like, I love you and I am here and I'm going to support you no matter what you do. I mean, we have mm-hmm. had older kids make some really bad decisions mm-hmm. on purpose. Things like selling drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to, you can't be, accidentally do that. <laughs> this is going to be my career. Well, you can accidentally start selling drugs, but I mean, it's even worse when you like on purpose decide to start selling drugs. This is, this is my career goal. Yes. And it's like, you know what? I do not think that's a great idea. I think everyone in the world knows this is not going to end well, but like <laughs> me telling you you're an idiot yeah. over and over and over is only going to make you not feel comfortable coming to me mm-hmm. when it does go south. Right. Yeah. When things do land poorly mm-hmm. in that decision, I want to be the person they can come to. I want to be the right. first person they know they can come to. And so my children don't wonder, is mom going to think this is okay? Would mom approve? No, they know. They could tell you, oh, my mom would never approve of this. <laughs> yeah. But also I can go to my mom and I can talk to my mom. Also, she knows. Like the fact that your kids right. that have been in this position and you even know, like that right. says so much because- And that was one example. I could give you other ones, but I won't. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For your listening ears, she won't. <laughs> right. And like, this is how I want to be parented, you know, by mm-hmm. our mom and dad. Like I want them to support our decisions, whether it's a mistake or not. I want right. them to be on our side. You know, I, and well, I want them to be a safe space for me. So it's like, why would I not parent my children the way I want my parents, not parent them, but be in a relationship with my adult yes, children? That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Cause I'm not parenting them Mm-mm. the way I, I want my parents to be mm-hmm. in a relationship with me. So it's like, and if you're don't have a great relationship with your parents and you're like, well, I wish they did this, this, and this, like take a look at your own parenting or your own loving your adult children and mm-hmm. see where you could do things better. Mm-hmm. Right. What yeah. were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, we all know that we have learned probably the most through any mistake that we've made, through anything right. that has gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if we try to step in front of our kids always make or ever making mistakes, mm-hmm. we're taking away learning opportunities right. from them. And it's painful. It's painful to watch. It's not mm-hmm. like you sat back and were like, oh, look at them making all these mistakes. No big deal. Like mm-hmm. you were in, you were sad and you would cry and you would pray. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you were you would reach out to people who love them and be like, please be praying for them and protection. And like, so it's not like it's a no big deal. 
but absolutely yeah they've learned so much just as we've all learned so much through our mistakes and I think right sometimes we feel like as parents it's our job to protect our kids from ever making mistakes right well and we don't want them to make the mistakes we've made right it's like well I already made that mistake Mm -hmm. so you don't need to you don't need to make a mistake and I've seen some friends do that I'm like this is going to backfire like Mm -hmm. it's almost like don't care about the mistakes we made they don't that means nothing to their life. Dumb and irrelevant and old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to be and adults, toddlers and adults before they see the greatness of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. not true. My nine-year-old still thinks I'm pretty great. So does my 12-year-old, actually. <laughs> actually, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Brighton thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> he wouldn't say that. He would go, Mom, I think you're great. But he sure acts like I'm an idiot. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. So we talked about this a little bit, but speaking to our kids, how we want be spoken to. Mm-hmm. So when I'm yelling at my children, quit yelling. Oh, you just went, I didn't hear anything you just said. Something went too high. Yeah. When we say to our kids, like, quit yelling at each other, we're, but we're yelling it, like, quit yeah. yelling at each other. That's so annoying. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Or I could just be like, hey, calmly. Like, I'm asking you to speak calmly. So maybe I could lead by example. And I'm terrible at this. I'm, I'm I get mm-hmm. so frustrated at my kids and they're, the way that they talk to each other, mm-hmm. I try many right. times. I'm like, try that again. Could you please say that nicer? I do all the right things. And then I'm like, and now I'm Lose done. It. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm preaching preach to the choir right now. This is something I need to work on. Um, and if I want my kids to respect me, I need to speak to them with respect. Yeah. And I learned this one the hard way when Randy mm-hmm. was a teenager um, mm-hmm. and a friend called me out on it and was like, you're kind of not speaking respectfully to him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't honestly occur to me that I needed to. Yeah. I don't know why. I never had teenagers, but it's like I didn't grow into that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I would have done it right with Brighton either if someone had not like literally shown me. Right. You're not doing well, this. Well, I think right. sometimes, I mean, I know Bill and I mean, this is something Bill and I wrestle with sometimes as parenting is we're like, we have the right to do mm-hmm. what we need to do and say what they have pushed us to the limit. So we mm-hmm. have the right to yell. We have the right to, yep. to disrespect them. We have the right. Oh, so easy to feel that way. It is. And it's, not right. I mean, right. we don't have the right. Our our job is, I mean, the Bible is very clear to not exasperate mm-hmm. your kids. Well, all of those things exasperate our kids. And and um, and so it and is, it is. And we obviously get pushed to our limits. So it's not oh, like yeah. And I want to make it very clear that when Rachel perfect. and I are like, here's some things that we, you know, have learned about parenting. These are things we are learning all the time. Still and we are learning. Practicing mm-hmm. all the time and failing it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's easy when we're on here for 25, 30 minutes and give off some advice and idea, mm-hmm. like, and be like, oh, we've got it all together. Cause oh, we nope. do not. <laughs> no. And our children could come on and say, and I was going to say, and if any of our kids are listening, they're going to be like, they are messes. What are they talking about? I know. But that is the name of our podcast. We are a mess nonetheless. Clear, yeah. Although we are intentional and Correct. we work really hard at things Correct. we fail. Correct. Well, my next point was ex- don't exasperate your children. I love that mm-hmm. you said that. Both mm-hmm. Ephesians and Colossians says that. Do not exasperate your kids mm-hmm. or become discouraged. And um, this is a big thing. Specifically, Joey struggles with this. He doesn't even see he's doing it. He's exasperating our kids and he isn't reading the room. And God bless him. He listens to me <laughs> when I'm like, you're exasperating him. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't see it. And <laughs> he's working on how do I see this? But like, at least he listens to me. And I have had conversations with both of them in Brighton. It's at Brighton, you have to be able to say to your dad, dad, you can use that word. You can use a different word. Like you are exasperating me. And it's he, that'll snap him out. He doesn't mean to do it. 
but like we can do it so easily. We just push our kids and push our kids and push our kids to, to the brink. Mm-hmm. And this really wrong with my older kids, specifically all of them. Now that I think about it, <laughs> specifically every single one of them, <laughs> No, actually Amber's probably the only one, but we got her older and it was different. Cause we yeah. just got to love her and not as her parents for two years. She was an adult. And then she like, was like, I want to be adopted. And yeah. she was mm-hmm. our adult. Yeah. Um, no, I did it really poorly with David. So my third teen, it's like, oh my gosh. But I think it's because he knew how to push all my buttons. And mm-hmm. I am. And Joey was Joey was way better with David than I was. And I was just constantly exasperating him. And I escalated the situations. I made mm-hmm. it so much worse. And I'm thankful that I don't have that like hot and cold relationship with Brighton because mm-hmm. I really do think sometimes it comes down to our personalities and how they like rub against right. each other. Cause Brighton and Joey, they rub each other the wrong way, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, so then there's me and I can, I'm around so much. I can stay mm-hmm. like exasperating him. Unfortunately, I didn't have Joey around enough to tell me constantly. I was exasperated. <laughs> I knew I was doing it, but he was, I didn't have anyone there to say, stop. Yeah. Like, if he had been there, yeah. I'd have said, mom, can I tell you when you're, you know, exasperating? Right. Him? I made things so much harder than they needed to be in my mm-hmm. poor day. Like he just, mm-hmm. you know, he already had enough trauma. And then here yeah. he and Amber, they're biological siblings and they grew up together. And I was always like, I'm sorry. I'm such a terrible mother to your brother. And she was like, you're the best mom he's ever had. I was like, okay, thank you. So she I mean, you know, she had a point yeah. like he was doing things better than a lot mm-hmm. of moms in his life had done. Yeah. But I was still exasperating him. And yeah. So if you're like, I mean, what's the actual definition of exasperating? I'm like, if you're wondering, like, what is that? Let me exas. Uh, <laughs> exas. That's oh my, my gosh. response. It's pulling up. Yeah, that was helpful. You can't you. think of a way to describe it. Exasper. Exasperate. That sounds wrong. Exas- Exasper. Hey Siri, what does exasperate mean? Oh, my phone is that. Oh, maybe she can. Understand. I don't actually know. I don't know how to spell it, even though I'm looking at it in the Bible. Exas- mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we should have been more prepared with this. <laughs> Do, Exa- do, do, What's do. the word? Exasperate? Exas- exasper- exasperate. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm saying okay. it into my phone. Ooh, exasperate. Irritate Good. and frustrate someone intensely. Okay. That I mean that's intensely. what I know it to be, but I couldn't yeah. like make those words come out. Let me say it again, because yes, we yeah. were messy getting into this. Um, exasperate means to irritate and frustrate someone intensely. Irritate. I'm going to write it in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And what? Frustrate. Frustrate. Someone, Someone intensely. Intensely. Yeah. So like when, like when I would exasperate David or Joey would does Brighton, I'm not trying to irritate them or frustrating mm-hmm. them. I'm just making the situation worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by not reading it and going, he needs me to dial it back. Yeah. He needs me to be the grown up. <laughs> we have a we have a child who is very hit or miss with communication. He either like barely says any words or will sit and talk to me for three hours straight. Yeah. And sometimes when there's conflict, I will talk and too much because it builds like you just over talk. Like he's yeah. he shut you out a long time ago. And I normally can read that. Bill, yes, in, keep it this, simple, stupid. Yeah. But with this <laughs> child, I don't always read it. And I think yeah. part of it is his hot and cold. I, yeah. I sometimes am responding to him thinking we're having a conversation right? and then he just shuts down anyways. Mm-hmm. And I know I exasperate him when mm-hmm. that happens because- well, Randy and Michael used to say to me, um, they used to say, mom, to be clear, we get about the first 90 seconds of what you say. Yeah. We get, and I, I think that's pieces. a guy thing. 
it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause Amber is like, I spent four hours talking to you and I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. She's a girl, right? Yeah. It's different, but right. it is good to know like our mm-hmm. sons, no mm-hmm. matter what age they are. And really mm-hmm. the 20 seconds are where we really need to nail it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's in and out. And so have a plan. You need to go in with the plan up front of what you're going to say. It's true. And then Mm. the last thing, and all of this is grace. Like all of this is going, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. I want to, I want to cover the situation with grace. I want to cover my reactions with grace, right? My discipline with grace, all that. The last one, and this one especially applies to every human on the planet, is validating, (laughs) validating, validating. Oh my gosh. Yes. You can disagree wholeheartedly with someone. In fact, Mm -hmm. Melissa and I do not agree on a lot of things politically. Mm -hmm. And yet I can understand how she arrived at all of her conclusions. Mm -hmm. I can totally understand that. That is fair. Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. land on different conclusions. Mm -hmm. And she has never. I can understand too. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. We can validate people. All day long. It is not hard. The easiest thing. The easiest thing to do. Literally, it's the easiest thing. So like, let's give an example. If you're like, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. Melissa, tell me I hurt your feelings by communicating poorly yesterday. What'd you say? (laughs) Tell me I hurt your feelings or I frustrated you by communicating poorly yesterday. Oh, 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 I see. Um, Rachel, you really frustrated me yesterday because you made the whole conversation weird. <laughs> um, you don't even understand how bad my day was. Like if you knew how bad my day was, you would be not even like frustrated at me. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is not valid validating <laughs> lack of validating. And yeah. I'm escalating the situation or it could mm-hmm. be like, honestly, I can totally understand how that was frustrating. Mm-hmm. I would be frustrated if I were in your shoes. I had a really crazy day. I am sorry. I kept thinking I was staying on top of things and I wasn't. Yeah. I, said the same I actually can, I can give an example of where validation versus non-validation, like just a little bit go right before I got on here with my husband. So this is not just about kids. This is about any relationship you're in. I well, like think we about, just did it so and I, it was between you and I. Yep, exactly. I have a, I'm a manager at my, my work and I, that is like my goal is to validate as often as possible because, mm-hmm. and people are like, Oh, really? Thanks. Like, it's just such an mm-hmm. easy thing. So I had gotten some news Pause. that a lot of conflict never gets to conflict by somebody validating first. This is exactly it what I'm about to conflict communicate. Short. Yeah. It's so true. So I got some information that made me have some fear in regards to my husband's health. Okay. And, um, it came, it's, I'm not going to go into details, but so I called him and was like, we need to get this checked into immediately. Like I, I, this makes me scared. And for whatever reason, instead of him validating my fear and saying, absolutely, this mm-hmm. is why it's not emergent. This is why it can wait a few weeks and why I need it to wait a while. He got, he felt defensive. Like he felt like I was attacking him, which is a strange thing on my end. I can't wait, wrap my head around Instead of that. saying, this is not a big deal. Is, so is instead of, because there was, it really, when he, what the, the truth of the situation is that it's not as scary about sure. him as it felt like it was. Sure. And sure. He could give me reasons and facts and re- around it. Sure. But instead he, he got mad at me <laughs> and then yeah. it turned instead into this of, thing. Yeah. And I was, sad and I was crying. I'm like, I, I just needed my, my, I was, and I don't get afraid real easily. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. I just was kind of scared about this and, and his lack of validation, Mm -hmm. we we ended up having a conflict and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying that if he would have just started with, oh, I can see why that scares you. This Mm -hmm. actually is why it's not that scary for me. Why it's not as big of a deal. You know, I, I could have been like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it took a long time to get there because then of course I'm reacting to his reaction and Mm -hmm. it just became this thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, and you're, so when you say validation can Mm -hmm. prevent so much conflict, I'm like, that is such a great phrase to hold on to because Mm -hmm. it's true. 
Yep. And I'll, yeah, because that would have created, it would have prevented a whole lot of long conversation. <laughs> well, and just think about, so if you're listening and you're a white person and you've heard people of color talk about their frustrations of being a person mm-hmm. of color and your mind goes to, well, statistically this, statistically, and you go to all the reasons you think their story isn't valid, yeah. you're completely missing the point. If you go, wow, that's what it feels like to you mm-hmm. to be a person of color. Wow. That must be so hard. Mm-hmm. Must be so hard. It doesn't matter what statistics and facts mm-hmm. you think need to be brought to the situation, which I personally just think listening is enough personally. But um, it's like, but validate them. Like, well, and it reduces conflict. But absolutely. when you go, when you don't validate it, it increases the conflict. I mean, I just right. love that. Yeah. Right. And when you're talking, I mean, you know, politics, we're talking about another election mm-hmm. coming up. Lord have mercy. Here we go mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Feel like we just did this. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have people you love who vote in ways you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have these conversations, but if you want to, and you're willing mm-hmm. to have the conversations, have the conversation with the intent to listen yes, and validate, which doesn't say, oh, sure, I should vote for your person. No. no. Okay. That's not at all what it's saying. This is important to you. Yeah. I can see that. And, you know, and so this goes way beyond parenting, way, yeah. way, way beyond parenting. Take this into yeah. social media. Take this into mm-hmm. your neighborhood book club. Take it mm-hmm. with you. Validate, validate, validate. It's not hard. It doesn't mean you never say your perspective. It means mm-hmm. you halt, you stop conflict in its tracks by validating. Well, and when you're validating, you're focusing on something good. You're focused. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not making up lies. You're not, you're not, not being true to yourself. You're just focusing on the good part of whatever's happening in front of you instead of, or the the feeling, their feelings, even if it's not good feelings, Mm -hmm. feelings. Right. Or yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. So far in parenting, it's like Mm -hmm. to your toddler, I can see why you're having a hard time. I would too, Mm -hmm. if I didn't, mommy forgot to bring me a snack, right? Validate (laughs) your toddler. You can validate your husband or your spouse. Like you're saying, I can see Mm -hmm. why that made you afraid. Please understand. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not what it feels like, but I understand. Right. It's big. Validating your teenager. Mm -hmm. Like I can understand. It's really frustrating. I'm not letting you go to this party. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I hated too when my parents pulled this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I did. You know, yeah, your adult children. I can see why selling drugs seems profitable and lucrative. <laughs> I yes. can imagine. I can Probably imagine why <laughs> it feels like quick and easy money. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, you can even validate that kind of garbage. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Like, all my kids are doing great, but man, some of them have just done some dumb things. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can validate pretty much almost anything under the sun except mm-hmm. like being a child predator, you know, things like that, right. obviously, or sexual, evil. you can't validate evil. <laughs> you can't validate evil, right? Like, no. Um, but so many things. So we are definitely like out of time. Yes, and definitely. So it's going to be a long one. So we need to have a challenge here. I feel like the challenge should have to do with validation. Yeah. Because that's something you can take in every, because well, you have to have grace for someone to have val- to be able to validate. So I think when you have to put your you pride know, aside. Yeah. So too. I just think really being able, yeah. Which practice validating both in just easy ways and like, Hey, you did a great job today. Or like when, you know, like, Hey kids, you cleaned up the kitchen. Great. Cause it's easy sometimes mm-hmm. for me to like, I'm not going to compliment that I'm on this thing that I have to hound mm-hmm. them about every single day. Cause finally they did it right. Like, mm-hmm. but clearly I need to say good job getting it right today. Like, yep. um, and then also having conversations and, um, being intentional to not bring in conflict by validating, mm-hmm. um, be intentional about 
like avoiding conflict when possible. It, yeah, just keeping conflict at bay. Yeah, about keeping validation. And it's like you can't avoid conflict forever. Then no. saying that I kind of sounded like I was saying that, but yeah. Um, I love that by validating. Yeah. Okay. All, All right, right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week for our last episode of the season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. always check us out on social media. Please share what you're liking mm-hmm. and hearing um, mm-hmm. and review us on Facebook and um, Spotify and or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening on. So, <laughs> so many options. <laughs> All, All right. right, guys. <laughs> Bye. You might feel that your life is a mess, but don't feel bad. Ours is too, but we own a microphone and we have no shame. That's why we'll talk about how our life is a mess nonetheless. That's the name of our podcast.